Hey everybody and welcome to the Hot Tag Podcast. This is a weekly podcast about the wild world of professional wrestling. Joining me at this time, hailing from a gym down your street, is Chase. Chase, how's it going, man? What's going on, brother? For the third time, you've got the hot tag coming in loud and clear. Hey. All right, so um, we today are talking about uh, AEW Dynamite from December the 7th, 2022. This show just went off as typical with this show, uh, with our podcast. Is one, as soon as Dynamite goes off, we record this. So, I'll start us off. Dynamite kicked off with the um, the Diamond Battle Royale, the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royale. Yeah. Um, there were already a bunch of guys around the ring, and and in this example, it's like w- whenever you see that, you know the guys around the ring. None of these guys are winning. No. Um, <laughs> so I, I wrote down who got an intro. Starks got an intro to a huge pop there in Austin. So. That's to be expected for Starks, at least in this area. But it was a big pop. It oh, really yeah. was. They, they, the crowd popped hard for him. And, I mean, I think he's got a lot of momentum right now. So, it makes sense. I think sense. he does, too. Yeah, I think he does, too. Um, Jungle Boy also got an intro. Yep. Dustin Rhodes, I guess, again, because they're in Austin. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to make a note. This is uh, Dustin announced previously. I can't remember if it was a day or two ago. That 2023 will be his last year uh, in yeah, wrestling. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And uh, he's just coming back um, from a knee surgery, so that's where he's been. So, yeah, uh, that's interesting. And, and and it's interesting to see that he's finally going to retire. Uh, I, I think it's time. I don't think he's – I don't think he's past his prime or anything. I think he's still a pretty good wrestler. Yep. But I think everybody has to take off the boots – forever one you know at some eventually point. yeah so this be this battle royale breaks out in the way f- they do typically um oh, I, I don't want to get into every single detail maybe you have more than i do but the only bits i was super interested in was kip sabian and orange cassidy yep. uh, they go at each other at the start and eventually end up to each other being eliminated yeah. It's it's a it's a lot like um Royal Rumble style, you know. Yeah, um I believe I counted twelve in this battle royal. Uh I'm just gonna go ahead and run down the names. Uh go ahead, had, go ahead. We had Kip Sabian, Jungle Boy, Dalton Castle. Love seeing that guy. A lot of good stuff from him in this battle royal. Yes. Um uh, Matt Hardy, Lee Moriarty, Cassidy, of course, Ethan Page, Brian Cage, The Butcher, Sean Dean, and of course Ricky Starks. Right. So, um, the crowd was super hot for this. Yeah, they were ready, like, man. The crowd was pumped up, and I mean, so the the there was a couple of fun spots, like you said, Dalton Castle. He had this great spot where the boys kept catching him when Brian Cage was trying to knock him off the apron. That was hilarious, man. They kept and then <laughs> they would catch him and set him back up on the ring, oh so gently. And then, like, they moved him to a different spot to see if that would help. Uh, it was a good spot. That was awesome. Dalton Castle is hilarious. He's great. Um, So, the only other thing I wrote down here was, uh, so, Jungle Boy had a spot 
Um, well, this is one of the things I wrote down. Oof. Jungle Boy had this spot where Morrissey grabs him and choke slams him on the apron. Yeah. Now, the the this is a typical spot, and and, and it really it can go wrong, of course, in, in any spot. But he picks him up and slams him like just on the back of his head on the apron. Didn't even didn't get him high enough to actually land him on his back just i mean just on the top of the shoulders man it looked brutal it looked horrible and i really hope to god he's okay well i didn't know if you noticed but uh because i thought you were going to reference another thing that i had saw um so i didn't know if you saw this but brian cage is standing there and jungle boy does a run and drop kick well cage like after the fact like lays on the ropes and then just flips himself over the rope oh for the drop kick and like did see this yeah and like it like because and it totally you i mean you could tell that he did all the work because he just i guess he forgot to throw himself over the rope (laughs) it was rough It's a lot but, like that uh, evil Uno spot from way back in the day where uh, he took a Hurricane Rana or a head scissors and then paused for a second on the apron and then ran himself into the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, uh, I wrote down the final four because it was interesting. Yes, it was. Uh, the final four was uh, Ethan Page, Matt Hardy, Ricky Starks, and Captain Sean Dean. I, I do I really like Sean Dean. Um I don't think he's ever gotten a fair shake. I know he got that little bit of time uh that he got that win over MJF and so that was that was good for him. Uh but I do I think he's good, man. You know, I wish he got more time. Well, and I think it's like slow as every now and then they believe in him. Yeah. Every now and then they're just like, Okay, this is that let's let's put this guy in there for a little bit and let, let's give him some limelight. And and I think that um I think ultimately he'll he'll see a push, but just not not yet, you know. Yeah, I loved whenever uh, it got down. So they got out Sean Dean because uh, they were gonna try and get out Ricky. Sean comes, stops it, uh, and then Matt and Sean get into it. Ethan Page orders him to throw out Sean Dean. Matt's like, "No, you do it. I just hit him with a you know a finisher, basically." You can eliminate him. And uh, so Ethan just picks him and slings him. I mean, he just clears yeah. the top rope. And, yeah, he uh, swung that man. Paige gets in Matt's face, and Matt starts doing the facials of Damascus. Yes. And, you know, and just, just go hitting the delete chance, and everybody's doing it with him. And, man, the glimpses of that are awesome. Oh, I know. And I really, I really think they're going that way with Matt Hardy, but – it's just taking a while. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Matt goes to throw out Ricky because he's going to listen to Ethan page, but Ricky turns it on him and throws Matt out. Yep. And then Stark wins Starks wins and he throws out Ethan. And, and what was interesting about this was normally the winner's music hits, but instead MJF's music hits automatically, dude. I mean, it was instant. Like, he didn't even have a chance. So, oh, I'm going to let you talk about this MJF segment. Okay, so uh, MJF comes out, you know, he's he's getting the booze, he's getting the heat. 
and uh, you know basically starts uh, starts by saying, "Well, I took out William Regal. Brian Danielson won't even show up because he's scared of me," um, and then turns to Ricky and starts to insult him for being like the Rock, says he stole everything from him. Calls what does him, he what does he call him, Chase? He tell, calls tell the audience him, what he calls him. <laughs> he called him uh, the Pebble. Okay, let's let's take a time out right here. This man is so good on the microphone and so good at insulting people. You could not come up with something better than the pebble. Are you serious? The stone would have been better than the pebble? Because yeah. you can still skip a stone? <laughs> Bro, these are kindergarten-like. Uh, oh, Anyway, okay, go ahead. So, uh, and, and man... You know, like you said, uh, MJF just kind of takes the, the low-hanging fruit as it will end up being pointed out by Ricky. Um, and Ricky just lays into this man. I mean, he gets him for everything. His <laughs> his two small shirts, his cheap-looking suits, his, his cheap-looking cheap shoes. When his, he said cheap heat, it popped me. His because cheap heat? <laughs> he's saying everything on him's cheap and then he goes this cheap heat and i was like man the, the the last mjf promo if you listen to this show you know i was not a fan of and yet again he comes out and he's just this promo sucks i just think this promo sucks and then ricky gets the microphone and just blows this man away like the the passion that spewed out of him and granted some of the stuff didn't he said didn't make any sense if you wrote down the words of Ricky's promo, some of it didn't make sense. Well, I believe our uh, old Stark man Jones was a little fired up and, uh, you know, but it, it was, was, it was great to see him have that passion and that fire in him, because I think this is what we've been waiting to see from him from a long time. And, uh, you know, he calls him a fifth rate Roddy Piper. Uh, and I, I thought that was kind of awesome for him to come back with some because MJF took enough cheap shots. Um, exactly and uh man mjf just you know hits him with the low blow uh and then you know he turns around he sets his stuff down and you think he's about to nail ricky ricky evades it and hits him with a huge spear right out of his shoes man it was awesome it was it was and they have a match on uh winter is coming i'm guessing it's for the world title right it's for the title and the in the ring it's a winner takes all it's for the title and the ring and man right. I don't. I truly don't know what route they're going to go, which is a great thing about AEW. But at the same time, it's it, it, it's kind of disappointing because in my heart of hearts, I feel like you know Ricky's going to lose again. So yeah, I think he will too. It's it's too early. It's way too early to take the belt off of MJF. Yeah. All right, so up next, uh, we're going to go to Joe and Darby. Uh, of course, this starts with Darby, uh, a rehash of his promo from Rampage um, yep. for the TNT title. Darby comes out. His board says Death Wish on the bottom. Give, and... give me just a second, because uh, we hear from Moxley before this match, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, Moxley does a quick promo talking about hangman talking about how he likes his attitude you know you want to fight you, you came here to fight kind of thing and uh just kind of builds that up and talks about how he's going to come out with the blackpool combat club 
later. And, and I liked his lines about people around here think that, that this is talking. This is not all elite talking. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty awesome to see. Uh, it was just it was fun. So anyway, uh, so proceed. The the board says Death Wish. I'm glad you cleared that up because I couldn't read it. Yeah, and, and I didn't actually notice that until later on. Um, actually, after the match, but we get to the match, and uh, man, I, I literally just put down Darby doesn't care about his well being because Darby just oh. like. This whole match, man, is just Darby getting slammed on the concrete. Darby, you know, going face first and spinning off the pole. Darby going straight to the outside of the tope and hitting the rail. I mean, just, and, and you know, it, I think it was a good match for what it's worth. Um, it, you know, it was as good as a match as Joe could have had as gassed as he was. I believe yeah. that, you know, Darby is just as intense as ever, but man, this guy has got to chill out or he's eventually going to get really hurt. Darby, I had this conversation with my wife a long time ago about how some of these spots that Darby does, if I'm a, if if I'm in charge of the booking or I'm, I'm the, the, the guy that, you know, the promoter, yeah. Yeah. Then I'm going to say you can't do this spot, man. So Joe, for those who don't know, has this uh, spot where somebody will try to jump off the top rope at him, and he'll just walk away from it. Yeah, just and they'll just whiff. Yeah, yeah, they'll just completely whiff the move. Darby has this thing where he does these insanely fast suicide dives through the ropes, and I mean they're the fastest dives in the business. Quick, and man. dude, it's so fast it's brutal when he hits people. Joe does that spot. And Darby just hits hard. I mean, he went all the way outside into the rail. And in. I mean, he didn't go over into the crowd, but it pushed the rail back. He was going quick. And man, I, I told my wife that during this show, I said um, that I would not have let Darby do this spot. There's no way, man. And, and whenever, no. whenever that the concrete gets exposed i always get nervous just because like yeah. i never know what's gonna happen anyways but Absolutely. man darby just took a full-on spine buster to the concrete god almighty. just like I just ugh. but this match was hard to watch it, it was so jeff went joe wins by ref stoppage of course he locks in the coquina clutch and chokes him out um afterwards darby gets up says come on mf or i'm still standing and it's and, not uh, over. God. Yeah. And uh, Joe turns around. He knocks Darby down, grabs the skateboard, which is when I saw that it said Death Wish. He turns around like he's going to hit Rimsburg. Rimsburg actually fell getting off the apron. He falls <laughs> he <did>. off. <laughs> and uh, so, and then, man, just more of the brutality. From, uh, he, he lays the board down. He picks at Darby. Darby acts like he's going to fight him off, and then he gets muscle bustered into oblivion. I mean, I watched it. He literally lands spawn first on one of the trucks of the skateboard. Yeah, I mean, man. just and and so then of course Joe proceeds to choke him out because he's Joe, and uh, refs spill out of the back, and then Wardlow comes to uh, save Darby and stop Joe. So Wardlow, just a mess, man, and just a bunch of. You know, and, and I don't, again, I don't agree with Cornette on a lot of things, man, but some of the stuff is just uh, hospitalization spots, as, the, as he loves to call it, 
for the sake of it. Like it's just there. It, nobody's going to remember that, and all it's going to do is shorten Darby's career. And it just makes me really worry about the sort of things that he does. He's just got to chill it out with that man. In defense of Darby Allen, Dar- this is his bit. This is what he does. His gimmick is, I like pain. Like, that's his gimmick. He likes to get hurt. And look, I, I'm i fine with that being his gimmick. But at the same time, there's got to be a point where you tell the man no. Yeah, You, you there, can't do this. You have to start looking at, okay, well, this is the well-being. Whether you want to do it or not, whether it's wild or not, and that's your gimmick or not, you've got to look at the well-being of your talent and you've got to say hey man for your well-being and so that you can be here later on you you can't do some of this stuff it's just yeah it's rough man so we move on to the next segment which was um tony shivani with orange cassie and kip sabian um very short segment to the point cassie's doing his usual spiel of Look, if you want this title, then you can just ask. We'll, we'll fight or whatever. Yeah. And then, of course, Kip responds with, oh, of course you want to fight me now that I'm not at 100%. You know, I just got jumped and all this stuff. I dust And, yeah. And Arn says, well, if you're not going to fight me, then find someone who can. Who is this? Who are they? Who are they building for? So I'm going to go out on a limb here. Um, and say Miro because I actually had found oh because of the oh because the Kip Sabian um, history so I Miro. found yeah so I found something earlier and per Fightful Select today they said that Miro's completely healthy and ready to re- return but there was no creative plans for him so maybe this is they come up with this tonight maybe it was on the spot maybe it wasn't but um, maybe that was falsely reported but. I believe that with the connection there, if Kip's a heel now, Miro's a heel. He wants a belt. He's the redeemer. Uh, I would love to see it be Miro. I, I don't know, but I would love for it to be. That's an interesting theory. I just don't have an answer to the question because um, I can't think of who else it could be. I can't either. So Jericho and Claudio promo, it's the same stuff we've seen. Yep. And then we'll get in. Now we're going to get into this match. And this 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 match took the wind straight out of my sails. Yep. Um, Hager and Garcia versus Yuta and Claudio. I'm just going to read my notes. Okay. Sick of these stupid tag matches. Claudio does a hat tease. Wow, I don't care about this match. Really bad Hager bump, but he seems okay. Claudio pins Hager for the win. <laughs> so I'll follow up, and uh, I, I didn't even – I put Blackpool Combat Club against JAS. Moxley's a company into the ring. Tony says he has something he needs to show the Blackpool Combat Club later because he's been oh, a friend of Regal God, for so God. long. And this is this next thing that I'm just – Interesting. Anyway, uh, but, I mean, I guess an uh, interesting fact for those who don't know who may be new to wrestling – Claudio and Jake Hager were a former, you know, tag team known as the Real Americans in WWE. But, I mean, so it was kind of neat to see them, you know, back and forth. You guys know each other well. I believe they were sort of trying to tell that story in this match. Um, And uh, there was an awkward fall in there from Hager, of course. It was when, uh, it was the head scissor that Claudio went for. Hager just kind of like, he didn't jump. Flip. He didn't flip. 
he just kind of fell on his shoulders and it just looked really bad. It looked uh, really bad, really bad. And I was worried about him, but I mean, he popped right up. I mean, he got up after that. So, I mean, and there toward the end, it got a little more interesting for me uh, because it was a good trade off back and forth. But uh, ultimately, Claudio and Yuta win after, I mean, just kind of a, a period, you know, an exclamation mark. It wouldn't, I mean, it was just kind of a European uppercut and a pin. It just kind of and, all of a sudden. How, how many times do we have to say, oh, this is a preview for Saturday? I, I, I guess we might have should have said this at the top of the show, but there was a lot of final battle Ring of Honor pay-per-view build in this show. A lot. And that's, that's fine because, you know, TK owns Ring of Honor, so that's to be expected. The pay-per-view is Saturday. And and so they're like, oh, this is a preview between Yuta and Garcia. We don't need a flipping preview. We've seen the match like three times. Yeah, I, I mean. Oh, I, my gosh, dude. This, I don't understand this. So I'll say this. Only in a media call that Khan was on today for Final Battle, um, he addressed that after Final Battle, he will make a statement as far as Ring of Honor's future going forward. Um, he also said that there's going to be less Ring of Honor and that he will, you know, if Jericho is to retain at Final Battle, he will keep it to just Jericho on uh, AEW television. So, huh. okay. hopefully a lot of that will be fixed going forward. So, I'm just going to finish out this this segment. Um, uh, uh, Tony, Tony comes to the ring. Mr. Yep. Skiavone, Shivani, love yep. him. He rolls, he's going to show the Blackpool Combat Club and what's remaining of it a quote-unquote old, and for those of you at home, I am using air quotes, <laughs> an old Regal interview from a few weeks ago. And this this has to be the farewell for Regal. So we reported on the Sunday show that Regal was probably going back to WWE, and it's pretty much confirmed that he's going back. Well, it came out today, and I was actually going to just go ahead and put this out there. Um, in the media call today, uh, I was going to wait till we were addressing this, uh, Tony Khan said that there was a clause within Regal's contract that after this year was up, he could re-sign him. And Regal asked him not to and stated that he wanted to go train his son, which I guess is in WWE, and be a backstage role. And according to Tony Khan and the way the contract is set up, Regal is not allowed to appear on television until 2024. So he will be strictly a backstage talent, but he is officially gone. Okay. So this whole segment is clearly some way to explain Regal being gone now forever. You know, because otherwise, what would we think as fans that MJF killed William Regal? Yeah. Um, so this is one of those things. It just doesn't make any, any sense of like, oh, I turned on you guys to teach you guys a lesson. Well, I'll say this. <laughs> this was dumb. It, it was for me, I guess just because I loved Regal, I kind of gave this some disbelief. Um, as wrestling fans, we have to suspend our disbelief anyways. Sure. Um, and so for this, for me loving Regal, for all that he's done for wrestling and for the years that I've been a fan of him, I just kind of said, okay, whatever. Um, he ended it saying, 
I realized that the Blackpool Combat Club didn't need me anymore. I'm Blackpool Combat Club till the day I die. Fellas, it's been emotional. So, I mean, I mean, okay. And that's fine. Uh, you know, I just, uh, part of me is just like, this is super weird. Yeah. I just, it's such a weird thing. And if I'm a casual fan who doesn't know that Regal's going back to WWE, then this just looks so crazy to me. Yeah, and, um, and to go back to your air quotes, um, I even told my wife, I was like, that was filmed today. Yeah. So, like, that there's not an old interview. Because, I mean, and like, Skivon, you know, love him to death, but yep. he did try to drive home the point. And it, now, that was from two weeks ago. So, yeah. uh, of course, that was before he was hurt. And uh, that was before the injuries, because he's, he's currently, we don't know his condition. But okay whatever exactly so, so go ahead yeah so we followed up with uh old maliki house of black they uh they come up you know leading the charge on this vignette and he says you know aw's dying and all this sort of thing i, I didn't put much into it but it was kind of what he calls julia says what's the charge you know and then uh calls matthew says what's the verdict he says war he calls brody what's the punishment and brody just basically says that they're gonna go after everybody and that they'll be at winter is coming so he basically whoever will step up let them step up and so it's an open challenge pretty much for winter is coming um so we'll see them in action then and 12 year old emo kid and me loved this segment (laughs) It was very, it was edgy enough to, uh, Oh, good gravy. Was you know, it edgy? It, it was. <laughs> and I mean, they even had some flames in there. And, uh, so <laughs> if you shop at, you know, hot topic, you'll, you'll love this. This is a good promo for hot topic shoppers. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they could even replace the commercial with this. Yeah. And I think that it would still fit as the, as the house of black fades into the background, the logo just comes up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's uh that's new promotional work there. So Tony uh, does an interview with my girl, uh, mm-hmm. Jamie Hayter, which we talked about or They talked about this on the show. They said, you know, cause Jamie did the whole, well, you need to have a sit down with me. And, um, Practically all that comes from this is that Jamie says whoever wins between Sheeta and Bunny will get a women's title match against her. Man, okay, whatever. Uh, I mean, I guess have your women's champion on TV, that's great. But to me, it just kind of like... It's kind of like when a two-year-old throws a fit and you give them what they want and they're not pleased. Uh, Like, he gave him the sit... He gave her the sit-down and she's like, go ahead, ask me the questions. And it's like, oh, well, she's a heel, dude. Well, and I, I get that, but it's just kind of like, uh, it just didn't work. For me. It's like, okay, uh, ask me the questions. I'm here. This is what I wanted. Now, I'm not going to tell you what I want you to do, but just do something. And so it's just kind of <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, I mean, yeah, sure. So uh, up next, we got a the Jade Cargill trios match. Um, it was her, Layla Gray, and... And Velvet versus Sky Blue, Kira Hogan, and Madison Rain. Um, I mean, like, I'm not going to be rude, uh, <laughs> but this was oh, kind of no. like, man, this was like Green Central. Uh, and, and I mean, I, I tried to just 
kind of say, oh, you know, okay, they're they're learning. Um, and I guess that's the nicest way I can say that this match was a, uh, eh. And then Jade come in. I mean, unless you've got something to say, man, I was just gonna wrap it up. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, hold on, you're you're being a little too hard. Like it, it's interesting the segments that that played differently for us. Um, this trios match, I was not looking forward to it um, because I like Jade. I like Jade's single stuff. Um, these other girls with with Jade, I'm not too fond of. But it's interesting to note, this is Red Velvet's return match from injury. Yep. I actually thought she looked really good in this match. Her and Sky Blue have a very convincing and very good exchange um, at the start of this match. And it just looks good. The story of the match is Jade is playing mastermind. She's not going to get tagged in. She's just going to tell the other two what to do. So it had a, you know, it had a story going on. The other side of the story is that Kiera really wants to get in the ring. She just got kicked out of the baddies group and she wants to, you know, kick somebody's ass for it. And she, Kiera finally gets the hot tag and Jade tags herself in. Jade reaches over in the match and tags velvet and tags herself in and then it's like so kiera gets in there with jade and they go back and forth and it's it's kind of nice because it's the final build-up you know to to them fighting each other and it, it it was a decent story you know um and and that goes on the weird finish was madison rain tags herself in from from Kiara, she just tags herself in. She tags Kiara, and gets pinned. Literally, Madison Rain tags herself in to get jaded and pinned. Yeah, um, it was odd that she was, uh, you know, tagging Jones or whatnot, but she got in and she got jaded. So that spells out forty three and zero for Jade Cargill, which is weird because I thought we were just counting singles matches, but whatever. Yeah, and, and I kind of thought this was going to set up, uh, you know, maybe something else with this whole Bow Wow thing they're trying to push. But, you know, I was maybe really... they're just not ready. I was hoping for that, too. Yeah, I was hoping it would set that up because, interesting to note, Jade was actually at a basketball game this past week with uh, Naomi, who is the wife of, I believe, it's, it's one of the Usos, but she is part of... When Sasha walked out, Naomi and her were a tag team, and they walked out together. Oh, so yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So Jade was just at a basketball game, and Naomi was making posts about Jade. Jade was making posts about Naomi all over Twitter. Um, and so it was pretty interesting to see that, um, especially with the talks of maybe uh, Sasha coming in. And actually this week, she made a bunch of trademarks specifically for wrestling for Mercedes Verando, which is, and if I butchered that, I apologize, but uh, <laughs> that's her real name. So I don't okay. know if she's coming in as Monet or, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Oh my gosh. So yeah. I, hmm. Look, I just want to say this first. I don't dislike Soraya. I really don't. I don't hate her. I don't feel any way towards her. I think I said this last time we talked about Soraya and I got so angry. Yep. I, I'm going to keep the show very PG, so I'm not going to say the word I wrote down. You'll figure out which one 
belonged where it's supposed to be. <laughs> so um, Tony Schiavone is standing in the back with Soraya, and surprise, surprise, Britt interrupts. Okay. Oh. Again. Here's my complaint with Tony Khan's booking right now. She interrupts. And it's like, oh, round two, Britt Baker and Soraya. And then Britt's like, uh, round two, I don't think so. My friend's Jamie Hayter, and she's the world championship. So it's a tag match. Okay. Well, it was just it's a-, a flipping tag match. <laughs> so are you serious? <laughs> what does this do for anyone? Okay. What does this do for anyone at all? So, Anyone. Jamie Hayter is the women's champion. Give me a second. Jamie Hayter <laughs> is the women's champion. And so she challenges whoever wins this other title match on Rampage to a match. That's good. That's good. That's a champion saying, I want to fight the best of these two. That's good. That's what a champion would do. But then uh, you, Britt Baker, of all people, who is who is a star in AEW, who is the, the women's star doesn't say, uh, she should have just said, you don't deserve a rematch with me in the first place. Your win was a fluke. But instead she goes, oh, but my buddy's the women's uh, champion. And so that means it's a tag match. I bet you can't find a partner. This booking is the dumbest booking ever. I don't know if we just don't know what to do with Soraya. I, I just don't know. I, I, okay, you can speak now. <laughs> Thank you. So I'll just say, you know, Britt brings up the fact that she's got a ticket. Here you go. This is for January 11th. Not anywhere close. No time in December um, for a match in L.A. and says you can either be in the front row or you can be in the ring. And, you know, I've got a tag partner, so why don't you find one? I mean – the only, can't. the only thing interesting, I guess, maybe, and, you know, maybe we'll come to find out that Naomi did join. I was going to bring up the fact that um, I was scrolling through Twitter during one of the commercial breaks and noticed where Soraya uh, has been with Sasha and Naomi both in different iterations of tag teams. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that could be something interesting. Maybe that's a nod to that. Maybe if they end up showing up at winter, maybe, you know, with winners coming being a smaller pay-per-view-esque show, you know, they, they usually right. go pretty all out. Maybe one of those guys shows up and uh, along the lines, since it's a little ways out, that gives them time to get them in there and get them connected for whatever reason. But I guess I just kind of see TK saying, okay, people know who Soraya is. She's a big star from the other company. Um, she's a familiar face. If we put her on TV and you're flicking through the channels, if anybody still does that, you'll see Saraya and go, oh, well, what? what's this? Why, why is she over here? And maybe it'll draw some eyes. I don't know. I mean, uh, it, fair statement. I, I think this is – I don't dislike Saraya, but I dislike the way she's being booked. Uh, I agree. This is, this is not good booking at all. I agree. Um. Next week, we continue the series of the Elite versus Death Triangle. Just wanted to slip that in there. Match Missed four. Missed that match on this show. Missed that match on this flipping show. Yeah, um, man. That was, uh, 
that was it's pretty missed I, those are great and uh i'm gonna say something that you know I, i'm i know you caught it because i know you probably popped mox versus Takeshita for uh rampage oh boom yes i popped absolutely yeah. popped that's gonna be awesome uh at, and we'll see because when it so in the outset we got a mystery match from orange Cassidy set up yep we got yep. a mystery match from Mox. We got a mystery match for Soraya way on down the line for whenever. Um, so I was kind of like, well, you know, do we get to find out any of these people before Rampage? Um, and then so when they uh, showed the graphic for Mox and Takeshita, I was I was thrilled because I'm so glad that he's back. And I want him to ultimately sign with AEW because, man, that would be incredible. You know, Takeshita's already signed. He's all elite. Oh, Really? Yeah, did wow. you miss? Did you miss that? Yeah, yeah, I guess I he's, missed that. He's all elite, man. He got a new arrival card and everything. Oh wow! Well, I mean, look at me not being called up. Okay, so glad he signed, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it'd be good to see that match. Yes, uh, the main event. So for you, I remember halfway through this show, you texted me and you're like, "Man, this is a great show," and I was like, oh, it's, "It's okay." Yeah. Um, the main event had a big match feel from the get-go. It did, man. The crowd was on fire for both of these teams. But I want to note at a certain point, and we'll talk about the match, obviously, but I want to note at a certain point, FTR was forced to become the heels because they were not winning the babyface war. No, they weren't. I mean, well, and with the claim to be in the top merch sellers in AEW right now, and with them being as over as they are, FTR is not going to get the babyface uh, role. <laughs> They're just no. not. But see, it, it, and the reason I bring that up is because it, it was interesting to see it happen because at the start, they were kind of battling for that babyface role. Was awesome. You know, they were both getting cheered. And then at a certain point, FTR had to have realized we're not winning this, like babyface war. So we've got to just. Screw it and become heels. Man, whenever Cash had, I believe it was Bowens, and he was just laying in those lariats, I mean, and he would, he'd let, he'd hit him with the lariat, he'd pick him up, he'd throw a harder one, he'd pick him uh -huh. up, he'd throw an even harder one, man. That was awesome. That The whole ending, that whole match was great for me. Yeah, this whole match was amazing. Uh, I think both teams shined. I think the person coming out looking the best, in my opinion, was Bowens. Oh, yeah, dude, because with him being out as long as he was with the older injury, um, it's been really important to see him have time to shine and really win over the crowd as Max Caster had the time. Um, and he's just trying to play catch-up, but I think he went a long way in this match. Dude, Bowen's killed at this match. He's killed great, like, man. He was awesome. And then, um, so they had just a great match. Uh, I mean, hard-hitting styles clashing it was just so good it was, it was such a good match it was definitely a real barn burner um i, I will was. say it was odd when they cut to the tna crew just kind of looking on because i felt like that would spill out into something and then it did and they're just like oh well okay i guess yeah, they just they, they watched the they, show they cut to the double j crew i refuse to call them the tna crew they cut <laughs> to the double j crew twice during this match and it was i think they're just teasing uh you know the future but uh man this was just a good match this is yep. a good match 
I'll only read part of one of my notes. Bowens gets the hot tag, and my God, this guy is so good. Yeah, man. He's... He gets the hot tag, and he just starts doing this series of punches and on, on both guys, and then he gets caught in the German suplex, and oh, this match is really good. This was a pay-per-view quality match. And as, and say what you want about FTR. They they do killer matches, man. Yeah, they really do. They uh they they really well and I just love how FTR really respects the wrestling business. And so they do a lot of old school stuff and you know, catch as can wrestling may not be for everybody, but I've loved FTR since the days of the mechanics when they first debuted in NXT. And mm-hmm. so, man, for me the the trading blows, the the you know, the tops, all that stuff just is great and they're the best at it in my opinion. They they put on just a hell of a match. I think my only complaint is the finish. Yeah, I um I, I thought it was kind of screwy too. The finish was kind of a random roll up. Yeah, so Cash goes for I don't know, I think he's trying to lock in the sharpshooter and then uh bowens rolls it into a pin somehow and then that's just it oh no so okay no and and i think uh, so it was caster i think it was max caster and cash because caster gets power bombed scary power bomb oh yeah 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 yeah. that that high stack power bomb that's what it was he he gets a high stack power bomb but cash goes for the jackknife cover which is where he flips over it and caster rolls through and that started the back and forth pin attempts until finally the acclaimed I think something else happened, but the acclaimed get a get a roll up win. Which I mean, I, I don't think you take the belts off the acclaimed yet. I'm fine no, with it. No, no, no. Because no. man, they're red hot right now. And I mean, at least I believe to a certain extent that protects FTR and saying, Well, it was kind of a screwy finish. We deserve another shot down the road. And, oh, for sure. Yeah, and, it, and I just I love the respect between these guys, and uh, that that was cool to see. So I believe that they will get that shot down the road. For sure, that this match was great. If you couldn't watch this show, or if you're like I'm not watching AEW, go watch this match. It was really good. Yeah, just a solid. I mean, if you don't watch anything else from this show, go watch that match. Absolutely. Um. I have some thoughts about the the rest of the finish of the show. Okay. Uh, the Gun Club comes on the Titan Tron. I like these guys. Yep. They taunt FTR. Yep. And then they pull out a letter, and it's a letter from the Briscoes. <sighs> yeah. Um, when that. FT- go ahead. When that when they brought that up, well, when the guns come up, I was like, okay. So this is the last match we're going to get added to final battle, hopefully. And um, so we're going to get guns versus FTR for the ring of honor championship. And I had already written it down in my notes, uh, guns challenge FTR for ring of honor championship. (laughs) And uh, then I'm sitting there and he's like, well, I've got a letter and it's, I think that's written in blood and it's from the Briscoes. And I was like, wait, what? You know, so just a quick history lesson if, if for those who don't know. The Briscoes and FTR have had, what, two, three great tag matches they've in the Honor pay-per-views lately? They've had two because I believe the last one was an Ironman match. Um, yes. And, I mean, dude, don't get me wrong, bro. They were 
match of the year candidates, both of them. I mean, they were both great, just two awesome teams that know each other inside and out. I loved both matches. And yeah, you know, me too. Me too. W- this 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 is just a sad attempt to 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 have this match again because who else does he have for a Ring of Honor pay per view? Well, and as soon as it was announced, which what was announced was the Briscoes versus FTR in a double dog collar match for Final Battle this Saturday, uh, which is awesome. Don't get me wrong, great teams involved, but. As soon as it was announced, I said, oh, okay. Because I just immediately knew that it's like, all right, well, that's that's the biggest match you got for this show. So, yep. Cool. And 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 how jabroni do you have to feel if you're the gun club and, and your boss says, hey, guys, uh, so at the end of the match tonight, you get to do a promo package for a better tag team at the pay-per-view instead of you. Yeah, you get, since we can't have that tag team on this show because of my boss, since I'm your boss, you get to announce that they have a match on this weekend's pay-per-view. That, like, that super, sucks. Yeah, just get super big leagued. I hate it for the guns, but, you know, I, I guess I will be uh, excited to see the match to an extent, I guess. To an extent, yeah. I don't know. I, I felt bad for the guns. I rolled my eyes because I was just like, of course this is the match you did because you have nothing else for this show. Yep. And that concludes this episode. Chase, final thoughts? Yeah, man. I, I think it was a good episode. Um, you know, it, it's been okay. I, I think that a lot of that stuff was to set up for, you know, Ring of Honor's final battle this weekend, which is fine. Um, hopefully after this, we see a heavy decrease in Ring of Honor involvement if they're not going to get their own show. Um but I don't know. Maybe we see something after that. Uh, he said he would make an announcement after Final Battle. So maybe that's a new TV show and then they can get off AEW TV. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on the show. I mean, there were good things on this show. There were there were good segments. Um, I liked the Battle Royal. I enjoyed the women's match far more than I thought I would. And that main event was great. Um but ultimately, just some weird booking choices. Just some weird, weird booking yeah. choices. Okay, cool. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure. Thanks to everyone who took the time to hang out with us this evening. If you like what we do and want to keep uh, help us keep making this show, uh, be sure to give us five stars. Like and subscribe. Do all that fun stuff. Find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's right. Make sure to keep up with other wrestling news and any news over at Two Sweet News on Twitter and on Instagram. I'll be posting updates, uh, when we'll record, and just kind of a you know overview of when the show is going to take place. And once again, that was at Two Sweet News on Twitter and Instagram. With the Follow two, it with the number two Sweet News. Yes. Follow it like it we got announcements coming soon about subscriber based episodes for the future until next time see you too sweet <laughs>